My name is Jonathan Strickland. I am in the Sport Administrative Leadership Program here at Reinhardt University. <clears throat> and this is my case analysis two for Sal <clears throat> 630 Legal Aspects in Sport. So for question number one to case analysis two, the question states, state names of the plaintiff, defendant, and the name of the court that decided the case. So the plaintiff for the case that I chose, which is Cohen versus Brown University, the plaintiff is Amy Cohen. The defendant in the case is Brown University, and the court that decided the case was the First Circuit of the United States Court of Appeals. For question two, question two asks to describe the facts of the case. So, the case was all originally started. The suit was filed after Brown University decided to demote two of their women's interscholastic athletic programs from being university-sponsored programs to donor-sponsored programs. And a big piece of this is when you look at a university-sponsored program you're going to see more, more money, more opportunity for, for things for the team, um, so on and so forth, that are going to allow the team to meet their team needs and allow them to be able to function and work with a little more breathing room in terms of a budget. When you are a donor-sponsored team, you're solely getting your money from your donors. You're not getting much, if any at all, from your university. So you're definitely going to be shorted on some money being a donor-sponsored team. So after this happened, the women from both of these athletic teams, which were headed by Amy Cohen, decided to come together and file a lawsuit against the university for discrimination under Title IX of the Education Code. And Title IX is, to sum it up into a short version, is pretty much the unlawful discrimination in terms of race, gender, ethnicity, etc. So, question number three ask what was the cause of action? And to simply answer this question, the cause of action that led to this original lawsuit from Amy Cohen against Brown University was that Brown University demoted two of their women's interscholastic athletic teams um, to a donor-sponsored program rather than being university-sponsored, which, again, as I said, led to this eventual lawsuit from Amy Cohen. Um, again, this all goes back to the Title IX, um, demoting two women's sports, taking away money from their programs by turning them from university-sponsored programs to donor-sponsored programs. It's a loss of money for them, less money to meet their team needs. So it does indeed fall under Title IX's jurisdiction of, of unlawful discrimination. And in this case, it would be in terms of gender. So question number four talks about what was the court's disposition of the case. So the court... After hearing the case, going over the lawsuit, the court decided to affirm the lawsuit and remand the case on merit. Pretty much this says that 
the court after reviewing all the evidence, reviewing everything, hearing both sides, and sitting through the case in its entirety, they decided that Brown University and their interscholastic athletic programs did, in fact, discriminate against the women of those two said sports teams that they demoted, and they issued a remedial order for the university. So question number five, ask what ramifications have the decision had, have this decision from this specific case had on sport? And when you sit back and you look at a, a case like this that digs into something like Title IX, where it's discrimination against women in athletics, it's something that you don't see as much of in terms of universities demoting their women's athletic programs, causing them to lose money, not being able to to do certain things and losing you know, room in their budget to do things and to meet their team needs. You don't want really to see that side of it anymore, but you do see Title IX issues still today in the world, and one of the biggest issues here in recent times has been the push by women to be paid more in sport, and rightfully so. Uh, they put in the same amount of work as men do in sport, and in some aspects of sport, when you look at the national level, you look at a team like the United States national women's soccer team, and you see how much less they're paid than players on the men's national team and you see the clear ridiculous idea of them having their salary set at where it is it just makes zero sense as the women's national team have won three world cups they've won the last two in dominating fashion and our men's team have not made it past the second round or round of 16 as they call it in the FIFA World Cup in getting close to 10 years um, so the level of success is on the women's side in terms of national national sport soccer and it it's it's just a common a common thing you see today women fighting to, to have equal pay in sport which is another title nine issue. Um, again, so in terms of this specific case, the ramifications have been that you just don't see this much more in sport. Um, Title IX is taken more seriously in terms of, of that specific action, in terms of demoting your programs, maybe to put money towards another athletic program or a men's program, so on and so forth. Um you really don't have it as almost all, if not all, women's interscholastic athletic programs in the country are university-sponsored, which gives them, again, like I said, more money to meet their program's needs rather than being a donor-sponsored team. So they have plenty of money to travel, um, to go play games on the road. They have plenty of money to spend on the team in terms of getting them nice gear and, and you know, practice gear and just clothes in general to wear you know, to represent the team in the university um, being able to get the, the team's food when they go on the road things like that um, at least I can say that every women's program I've been a part of has had has been able to do that and I've been at two different levels so it's uh, not really seen as much in the world today but again like I said there are still 
Title IX issues that women in sport are having to try and fight and combat against. And again, as as I said in my example, the one of the biggest ones that's been going on for the past couple of years here and is really the perfect example in terms of a current issue that women are facing in terms of battling this this case, this discrimination that's under falls under Title IX has been the difference in pay for women in sport, especially sports such as soccer and basketball and so on and so forth, uh, tennis, um, things like that. Um, so yes, so that is my answers to case two for my case analysis two for South 630 legal aspects in sport. And the three sources that I used to kind of break down this case and, and talk about it more with you were lawschoolcasebriefs.net, clearinghouse.net backslash detail.php question mark ID equals 13910, and caselaw.findlaw.com backslash US backslash first backslash circuit backslash one three six eight zero three nine dot html. Um, but again, that's case two for South six thirty legal aspects in sport. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'm excited, and hopefully, we'll get the opportunity to come back and to record another podcast covering another sports law cases. This stuff's a new ball game for me, so just um, please continue to bear with me and. I hope you enjoy. Thank you.